0: what's up everybody welcome back to the podcast i believe this is the eighth episode we're going to be picking up where we left off in episode five talking about what happens after your your offer is accepted specifically we're going to be talking about what happens when you you do an inspection on the property and you don't get the results you want or your appraisal comes back low so we'll split that up we'll split it up between the two topics we'll We'll define it. Talk a little bit more about what could happen and how you can try to try to fix any problems that might arise. Uh, I, I thank you for tuning in today. I thank you for listening to this episode. I do apologize if I sound a little congested. I am a little bit under under the weather, but nonetheless, the show must go on. With that being said, let's get started in, with this episode. So, what is an inspection? Before I really begin, I would like to say this: um, I use a lot of, I get a lot of my information from Investopedia. I think it's a great resource to use if you're looking for many topics related to finance, to real estate. And the reason that I think it's a great resource is because they have pretty succinct articles that do a good job explaining. They they define it well. They use good examples, and they make it very clear and easy to understand. So. Whether you're confused about a certain financial topic or you just heard a, a new word in the real estate industry industry and you want to you want to have it defined, check out Investopedia. It's uh it's a great resource. So let's talk about what an inspection is, as Investopedia defines it. A home inspection is an examination of the condition and the safety of a piece of real estate, often conducted when the home is being sold. So, we'll back up a little bit before we really talk about this further. You found the house of your dreams. You've went and looked at it. You've decided, I'm going to put an offer on this house. And let's say you do that. Your offer is at a price of $250,000 and it gets accepted. That's awesome. Now you're in the the contract period. You're under contract. So, it's time to start moving forward to try and complete this, this transaction. Well, typically, after you Have an offer accepted, you'll have a certain amount of time to have the house inspected. What this means is you'll have a professional inspector come out, take a look at the property, and they will try to uncover any hidden problems. Because the truth is, sometimes you might not be able to see problems, sometimes your realtor might not be able to see problems, and these problems might be very, very large. They might drastically change whether or not you're interested in the house. For example, you might not be able to notice issues with the the septic, but a professional inspector who handles well or who handles septic issues will be able to take a look at that and tell you if there's anything wrong with it. There are a number of inspections you can do. Uh, People do inspections for for radon. They do radon testing. People do inspections for, for pests. There's pest inspections. There are just typical house inspections. There, there are there are many different types of inspections that you can do. Again, for this example, let's say you're, we're gonna look at the, the septic. So you've got this house, you have a well and septic guy come out, look at it, and he says, oh boy, okay, the septic's not in good shape. It's probably going to be, need to be replaced and it's going to cost you an extra 25,000. Well, it's likely that you'd be upset because you thought you'd buy this house at 250 and that there wouldn't be any major issues. And now you realize this house is going to cost you 275,000. Very understandably, it might change how you feel about the house. So what can you do to try to get past this? What can you do when serious problems do arise during the inspection period? Well, you can request repairs from the seller. You can ask that they that they fix the problem, that they take care of it, and that they pay for it themselves. You can also ask for a, a price reduction in the amount of the repair. You can say, hey, this is going to cost me an extra $25,000. I want to buy this house at $250,000. How about we bump it down to $225,000? I buy it at that price instead. You have that option as well. You can also request a closing credit in the amount of that repair. So for example, if your closing costs are $10,000 and you request a $5,000 closing credit, you've now reduced your closing costs by $5,000 and have money to put aside for that repair. You can always do that. Now, you also have the option of backing out of the sale if you feel that it's too much work for you, if it's too much of an expense for you, if you don't want to deal with that at all. It's uh it's important that that's included in the contract and that that's the under- understanding before you before you get to this point. So make sure when working with a realtor, they they go over the inspection period, they go over the process and your options for repairs. So again you can request repairs you can ask for a price production price excuse me you can ask for a price reduction in the amount of that repair you can request a closing credit you can back out there are other things you can do you can try to negotiate with the the seller try to reach an agreement in a different way and typically with that you have a a few days to try and work out any any kinks to try to work out any problems. So those are some options that you have at your disposal. Now, let's compare this to an appraisal. What is an appraisal? Again, as defined by Investopedia, an appraisal is an unbiased professional opinion of a home's value, and it's required whenever a mortgage is involved in buying, refinancing, or selling property. So you don't always have to do this when it's bought with cash. And the reason is the bank wants to have an appraisal conducted. They want to make sure that the house is actually worth the price that you bought it at. Let's say you bought a house at $250,000 and the bank thinks, no, it's only worth $200,000. Well, they're not going to necessarily want to give you more of a mortgage if the house isn't worth that much, right? They don't want to give you extra money they don't want to give you a mortgage that that's greater than the the value of the house because they can use that money elsewhere at that point they're just they're giving away their money and that's that's not beneficial for them so when you're when you're using a mortgage when you're refinancing an appraiser will will, will come out and try to give their opinion on the value of the house. Again, let's get into this with an example. If you've made an offer on a home and the appraisal comes back, the value is less than the the price that you've bid, then the lender might not approve the full mortgage amount, even if you qualify for it. So, in order for the purchase to go through, you might have to supply extra cash to make up for the difference. For example, if you bought the house at two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. But it only appraised for $250,000, then you may have to add the difference of $25,000 to your down payment, as the bank, again, does not want to finance the house with more money than what they think it is worth. In some scenarios, you can do this. You can rebut the appraisal. Um, I won't get into the details of the process, but you do have that option. You also have the ability to possibly request another appraisal in some scenarios. But importantly, in, in contracts, there is an appraisal contingency. You can't include this in your contract as well. Now, an appraisal contingency is a clause in the offer letter that allows you to withdraw your purchase offer in light of the appraisal results. So if the house appraises for less, then, then you can withdraw from the contract. You can also have it included in the contract that if this were to happen, your earnest money deposit would be refunded when you when you withdraw from the uh from the transaction. So that's a very basic outline of the process of what could happen if an inspection doesn't go the way you want it or if your appraisal doesn't come back at the value you had hoped. Now hopefully this doesn't happen. Hopefully all goes well and you can work towards a, a smooth closing process. I think um I think in a few episodes, probably not the next one, we'll talk about how this all wraps up, how you how you actually get the keys to your house. I think that would be a great topic. I'd also like to talk about the some tips for renting because a lot of people are are still looking to rent. A lot of people aren't in the financial position or want to wait to to go buy their first house or to buy their next house, just given the the way that the market is, and that's totally understandable. So I think it would be helpful to put together an episode for people who are who are going to rent for the first time. Um, I plan on doing that. I would also like to do an analysis of renting versus owning because there are pros and cons to both. And it's important that when you make a large financial decision, you're you're aware of what those are. I think that would be an enjoyable episode, too, and a a valuable one at that. So that's all I got. Thank you again for tuning into this episode. It's always it's always awesome to have uh, people listening to these, and again, I hope it provided you with some value. If you haven't connected with me, go ahead and do that on my social media. Uh, if you click on the link tree in the descriptions, you can find my Instagram, you can find my Facebook, my LinkedIn. You can also connect with me if you're if you're looking to purchase or looking to sell anytime soon. Just go ahead and click on the connect with me button on my link tree, and uh, and we can start that conversation. So, take care. I'll see you next episode. Thank you again. And uh, yeah. Adios, amigo.